Good afternoon, everyone. It's a brisk day here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and welcome back to Third Gear. I'm Katie Egan, a marketing major with a passion for Formula One, and on this week's episode, we will be discussing females in motorsport in honor of Women's History Month. We'll also be preparing for Saudi Arabia, which will take place this weekend. Formula One has been and still is a male-dominated sport since its debut season in 1950, which is why it's important now more than ever to highlight the women that have made the sport possible, from being the ones in the cars, to deciding strategy, manufacturing engines, and even directing the teams. There have only been five women to compete in Formula One, the first and most notable one being Maria Teresa de Filippis. Maria was the first ever female to compete in Formula One and joined the sport in 1958. However, throughout her career, she was unable to score points and participated in a total of five Grand Prix. She began her racing career at 22, where she won her first ever race, which was a 10-kilometer sprint in a Fiat 500. She also finished second in the Italian Sports Car Championship, which eventually gained her attention from Maserati. Maria competed in her first Formula One qualifying session in Monaco in 1958. The qualifying format was quite different for Formula One races then, and drivers were eliminated from competing in the Grand Prix if their time was not fast enough to the pole sitter. Unfortunately, Maria did not qualify for her first race. However, she did use it as a learning opportunity and managed to befriend other drivers, including Fangio, who gave her advice and told her that she drove too fast and made too many mistakes. She was able to compete in her first ever Grand Prix, where she qualified 19th, which was last at the time, and ended the race in 10th after nine other cars retired. During the French Grand Prix, she was banned from participating after the race director said that the only helmet a woman should wear was at the hairdressers. She also participated in the Portuguese Grand Prix that season and the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, her home race, but unfortunately suffered an engine failure that took her out of both races. In 1959, she finished her Formula One career by failing to qualify for the race in Monaco. Despite what some would consider a technically unsuccessful Formula One career, Maria was a figure of the impossible that would push women for several decades to compete in something that has been deemed as a man's sport. She faced many misogynistic comments and was discriminated against from participating in races because of her gender. But she was able to pave the way for future drivers like her to participate in the sport. The next woman to compete in Formula One is probably the most famous of the five. Lala Lombardi is often seen as the most successful female Formula One driver as she's the only woman to compete in the sport and earn points. Lombardi grew up competing in karting, Formula Three, and eventually 17 Formula One Grand Prix. In 1965, Lala bought her first car and competed in Formula Monza before moving into Formula Three in 1968. She also competed in the Shell Sport Luxembourg Lola and finished fourth. She qualified for her opening race in South Africa and competed successfully in several races. She earned her first points in the Spanish Grand Prix in 1975. The race was stopped before the three-fourths mark after a crash resulted in the death of spectators, meaning that only half points were awarded. She also competed well in Germany, finishing in seventh place. Lombardi went on to race in the race of champions, sports cars, and NASCAR, and is the most notable female figure in Formula One. She is seen as a trailblazer for bringing more women into the sport, not only as drivers, but behind the scenes as well. Her influence on the sport is strong even today, as more women are on their path to Formula One. The next woman to compete in the sport was Davina Gallica. Davina Gallica was an Olympic skier before beginning her racing career in driving Formula Two and Formula One. She attempted to qualify for the 1976 Grand Prix, but after not making it, competed more successfully in British series, managing to finish third and second in races. She had more luck in sports car and truck racing than single-seaters, but is still well known as one of the five women to have ever competed in the sport. 
Next up is Desiree Wilson. Desiree Wilson is another one of the five women to have ever competed in the sport. However, she too failed to qualify for a Formula One race. That being said, she is known as one of the most accomplished female race car drivers of all time. She's licensed to drive IndyCar, holds an FIA super license. She's won both the Monza 1000 kilometer and the Silverstone 6-Hour World Championship. And she's competed in several different types of racing and is considered one of the most successful female racing drivers of all time. The last woman to have competed in this sport is Giovanna Amanti. She attempted to qualify for three races in the 1992 season with Brabham team, however, failed to qualify all three times. After her Formula One career, she moved on to win the Women's European Championship and continued to compete in a few other forms of racing. Now, those five women who have driven Formula One cars are not the only ones that have helped participate in the sport and growing it into what it is today. Susie Wolf, another notable female in Formula One world, is a professional racing driver who has been announced as the managing director for the F1 Academy, a pathway to women trying to work their way into Formula One. Although you may know her because she's married to Total Wolf, the team principal for Mercedes, Susie has been known to work as a developmental test driver for many teams in the past few years for Formula One. In 2012, she worked with Williams as their developmental test driver and was the first woman to compete in a Formula One weekend in 22 years after Giovanna. She participated in two practice sessions at the 2014 British Grand Prix and also competed in Formula Renault and Formula 3 before moving into Formula One. She advocates for the rise of women in the sport and now with her new role at the F1 Academy, she's helping pave the way for more women to gain an equal playing field to lead them towards Formula One. Of course, we can't talk about women in the sport without talking about those behind the scenes. Hannah Schmitz is one of the race strategists for Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez at Red Bull Racing. She's been credited with helping Max win the 2022 Hungarian Grand Prix, with him starting from 10th place and on soft compound tires, and with Sergio Perez winning in Monaco with orchestrating the pit stop plan for that race. She also was responsible for Max Verstappen's victory in the 2019 Brazilian Grand Prix and was asked to join him on the podium for celebrations. She often discusses how it took her a lot of confidence to be able to complete the jobs that she is able to today, and she hopes that women following in her path do not have to face that same challenge. There have also been Claire Williams and Monisha Cattleborn, who are two female team principals that ran Williams Racing and Sabre, respectively. And lastly, we'll keep an eye on Jamie Chadwick. One of the most well-known women in single-seater racing today is Jamie Chadwick. She's won the W Series championship title in 2019 when W Series was started 2021 and 2022, with no races being held in 2020 due to COVID. She's been absolutely dominant in the series and is consistently proving her ability as her racing career continues. She's currently the developmental driver for Williams, and we can look to see her make more leeway into the sport soon. Currently, Jamie Chadwick has 15 of the required 40 points to obtain a super license, but we hope to see her competing in the sport soon. Now, let's talk about Saudi Arabia. This weekend is the Jeddah Grand Prix. It'll be taking place over a normal weekend schedule with two practice sessions on Friday, a practice and qualifying session on Saturday, and the race taking place on Sunday. Jeddah held its first ever race in 2021 and is one of the fastest tracks on the Formula One calendar. It is second only to Monza with an average top speed of 250 kilometers per hour or about 160 miles per hour. It has 27 corners and is 6.174 kilometers long or 3.83 miles and the race will be 50 laps long under the lights. The weather for the race weekend looks dry and hot with average temperatures being 25 degrees Celsius or 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Last year we had Max Verstappen win the race with Charles Leclerc in second and Carlos Sainz in third. 
In preparing for this weekend, we know that Charles Leclerc has already received a 10-place grid penalty for taking a new power unit, one of the two that they're allotted for throughout the season. And also keep an eye on Max Verstappen, who will arrive late to Jeddah after having a stomach bug of sorts. Now my predictions for this race weekend have the qualifying session with Sergio Perez on pole, Max Verstappen in second, and Carlos Sainz in third. I'm going to predict that during the race, Carlos Sainz is going to have a poor pit stop strategy, and Red Bull will suffer from a puncture from debris on the track, leaving the finishing order to have Sergio Perez win the race, with Fernando Alonso finishing in second and Charles Leclerc finishing third. I think that the bonus of fastest lap will be going to Lance Stroll, and that the driver of the day will be Charles Leclerc. Alright, there's now a Q&A response available attached to all of my episodes streaming on Spotify. Please let me know how you feel about the podcast, recommend ideas, give me constructive criticism, or just ask any basic questions you might have about me or the sport, and I'll be sure to answer them either in the next podcast episode or on my Instagram story. And thank you all so much for listening. Take care of yourselves and join me next week as we discuss the aftermath of Saudi Arabia.